We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast wednesday march 27th 2022 it is draft miss eve the night before the draft the first round is almost here and i can say with not supreme confidence, but some pretty solid confidence that this year's draft is going to be more enjoyable than last year's from the standpoint of a Packers fan. I don't think that it's going to leak hours before the draft that the quarterback hates the organization and doesn't want to be around anymore. Joined tonight uh, by Owen Reese. We're here to do a seven round mock draft. So Owen, my understanding, uh, Shrine Bowl players and offensive linemen, that's it, right? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Um, 11 Shrine Bowl players, uh, and yeah, no one under 260 pounds. There you go. So if you're coming here to get a first-round wide receiver for the first time since 2002, you've come to the wrong place. That is not going to happen. Uh, Russell Brown, unable to join us. He is busy being a superstar, and kudos to Russ for that. Congratulations on that um, and doing doing all kinds of fun stuff. But, Owen, we're getting into – the nitty gritty here. Uh, it's it's the day before. I did want to talk about uh, a little bit just to touch on it real fast. The report from Cheesehead TV that was then confirmed, sort of, by Justice Mosqueda um, that the Packers were trying to acquire Darren Waller and that the original Devontae Adams trade included Darren Waller before the league said no. Today, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler says that the Raiders have, quote, no chance or like, no desire to trade him or something of that sort. So I tend to play the BS card on that just because you already agreed in theory to trade him once. So if you already agreed to trade him, then there's not no chance, but where, where does, where do you stand on this? What would your compensation be? Do you, do you buy it at all? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it came out of nowhere. Uh, I think it's a lot easier to, pull the uh no honey i wasn't trying i wasn't flirting with that girl no like what are you talking about she's like well i saw you doing it he's like well you're wrong i didn't i wasn't sorry you know like it's it's the um 
and it still may happen, right? Like it's like the Cliff Kingsbury, like, well, no, Josh Rosen's our guy, you know, like you have to say what you have to say in the moment. Right. But like, I don't know to me, like it would, would a second round pick seem out of the, like Darren Waller is closer to 30, probably. Right. Like, but he's a legitimate threat to catch a hundred balls as a tight end every year, which isn't very common. He's six, six, he runs a four five. Um, you know, he's, he's basically who Oakland or Las Vegas, sorry, has ran their offense through right through the past couple of years. And that's like work 53, maybe I, I mean, to me that, that he's a difference maker and that's, I mean, I, I think he's more of a luxury probably for the Packers than a, like, than a true need. Right. But like, I, I absolutely would, would co-sign to that. Oh yeah. And the, just the idea or the thought of the Packers being able, the offense would look different. Like no questions asked, obviously replacing Devonte Adams means it looks different, but a, a tight end lineup of Darren Waller and Robert Tunyon in passing downs with, you know, name your receivers. I'm sure they would still add a pass catcher, <clears throat> if not two. Uh, this draft weekend, even if they were to acquire Darren Waller, and then you add in the running backs and everything like that, it would be different. <clears throat> but I'd at least be kind of interested to see what that different would look like. Uh, how would Aaron Rodgers and, and company attack defenses with with two tight? Because Packers haven't had the Packers have barely had one tight end since Aaron Rodgers has has become the starting quarterback. You know, they had that stretch with Jermichael Finley for a little while, and then he unfortunately broke his neck and was never able to play again. And they've kind of been searching for that guy since they had one season of Robert Tunyon, where I don't even know if I would call that like a dynamic score, a lot of touchdowns. Good for him. Was really efficient with what he was doing. Good for him. Um, unfortunately, wasn't able to follow it up last year, partially due to injury. So I'm at least interested to see what it looks like. Um, I would chuckle a little bit if the Packers gave back either of their second round picks, just because then it's like, okay, so the trade really is just, Adams and Waller or Adams for Waller in 22 or Adams for 22 and a pick swap in the second round. If they just sent them 59 back, uh, but I'll be curious to see what happens. We'll see. Um, that's something that you can keep your eye on until I think the Packers pick in the third round on Friday night, because once that is come and gone, then they're not trading that pick for a player. Um, so I'll be interested to see how that goes. Actually, well, I mean, I guess, honestly, you could see if, um, if the Packers are going to trade up with one of those picks as well, then obviously that changes some things as well. So they've got a few things going, um, but I was interested and I did want to touch on that a little bit. That's not why you guys are here though. We are here to mock this draft and we are using the draft network mock draft machine simulator trades are a possibility. And we'll kind of take you through this as we go. The Packers, as we mentioned, they picked 22 and 28. And we'll try to work through these things at least somewhat quickly. Um, just in the interest of time and everything like that. But we will at least try to trade up and do the things that we can do here to uh, fix the Packers, so to speak. So I'm going to start the simulation here and we're going through, you know, the top and I'll pause it right around 13. Cause I know that's been a popular uh, suggestion for where maybe the Packers could trade up for. So players of interest that are gone, Garrett Wilson, uh, the wide receiver from Ohio state went eight to Atlanta. Zion Johnson went 11 to Washington, Kyle Hamilton just went 12 to Minnesota. So we're at 13. Jermaine Johnson's gone. There's still a lot of guys uh, left on the board. So I think we're going to just go ahead and forego the idea of moving up here and get into like the middle part 
of this draft here. So Jamison Williams and Drake London just went. Chris Olave just went. This could very well be a situation that faces the Packers on Thursday night. Um, so we've gotten into here pick number 22. The Packers are on the clock, and this is where things get fun, Owen. So Daxton Hill off the board. Uh, the top receivers are pretty much off the board, save for Traylon Burks. But on the board remains Jordan Davis. And to me, this is just me. Positional value, smishmishmanal value. Uh, That's a slam dunk pick to me. Jordan Davis, to me, is one of the 10 to 12 best players in this class. I think he can rush the passer. And when you're that size and that athletic, I think this would be a situation where the Packers should be running the card up there. Some other players that are available, just in case you want to disagree with me. Uh, George Karlaftis, the edge rusher from Purdue. Devontae Wyatt the defensive lineman from Georgia. And then, like I mentioned, Traylon Burks, uh, Andrew Booth, a couple other guys. Is there anyone here that's going to talk you out of getting Jordan Davis? Uh, Lewis Seen is gone. Uh, Lewis Seen, I believe. I don't think I saw his name. No, he's still on the board. He would be one that would make me think about it. Um George Karloftis, another one that would make me think about it. Because ultimately, <clears throat> how it comes down to, right, like in the more I've thought about this, so the if, if the Packers want to live, I'm, I'm going to sound like uh, our listeners that also listen to Deontay Lee and Seth Galina, the too high. If you're going to live in a too, a too high world, right, if you want to play in this um, five-man box, tight front, uh, incentivize teams to run the ball because you're you're playing the pass, those five guys have got to be dudes. So currently they signed Jaron Reed, right? So Jaron Reed, <clears throat> slightly above average, probably a player. Kenny Clark, very above average. Dean Lowry, incredibly average. Um, does Vondre Campbell, above average. Fifth player in there, I don't know. Does, if you so if you were to draft Jordan Davis, right? Because if you're going to take a nose tackle at 22, which again, I'm all the way with like, don't care about positional value. This dude is a mountain of a human being that can run a four seven at 340 pounds. I don't care what position he plays, but if you are going to draft someone at 22 on defense, they've probably either got to be starting caliber or start. Right. So theoretically, right? Like if you take an edge rusher, they will be the third because you're looking for uh, a rotational guy behind your two established starters. Right. Uh, if you take Davis as a nose tackle, that does that does that free Kenny Clark up to move around? Um, to me, I guess my thought is if you're going to be playing with in in nickel or dime all the time, Lewis seems a guy who can fit the run from a high safety alignment. He like doesn't miss tackles. Ran a four three is six two two hundred pounds. You can either allow him to play high safety, uh, which he did at Georgia, play that free safety spot, and bump Darnell Savage into the slot and let him kind of be a chess piece. Or even if you wanted to, you could let uh, Darnell Savage and Scene play deep and then play Adrian Amos as like a dime linebacker, right? So there's a lot of different things there. I think Lewis Scene probably is, is – I don't know what direction we want to go with this. Jordan Davis to me is like a very like – hard to pass up player but to me either like George Karloftis or probably Lewis Seen 
feel like the more responsible pick, right? Like if we are adults, that seems like the thing that we're supposed to do and not eat candy for dinner. Um, so I don't know. I, I would probably lean Lewis scene, but I, if, jo- if Jordan Davis is available at 22, it would take quite an argument to talk me out of it. I'll tell you that. Okay. So on that note, since you're telling me to be responsible, I guess we can do that. So let's roll with, I think Lewis scene makes a little bit more sense in this spot. I just think he's a, he would be the highest ranked player after Jordan Davis. So if we're going to play into these things, and these are legit conversations that I believe teams have is they have these well, like, like the, the uh, Jordan Davis is a complete luxury, right? Like the, the interior defensive line is a position that the Packers could stand to upgrade. Right. Yes. But like, they've got a top five nose tackle in the NFL right now. So theoretically you're either paying Jerron Reed or J- Dean Lowry to not start and have Kenny Clark play. I, it would probably really be that Jerron Reed spot, right? Cause you'd probably bump him to like that four I three tech spot and let Jordan Davis play nose. So it's like, it's kind of, it's like the more the Packers want to play in this three, like this three down odd front, I don't know. Like I said, like that's a complete luxury of a pick. It's a very want, not need. Um, you'll hear zero complaints from me um, drafting more guys that are 300 plus pounds. But like, I think to me, like for the, like what's best for the team is probably Lewis scene. What's best for my heart is Jordan Davis. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, we're going to go Sonny Weaver Jr., and I'm going to do what's best for the team. So if that's the case, we're going to go Lewis Seen here in round one. So pick 22, the pick is in. Lewis Seen is the selection. We're going to roll down here a little bit, um, and and we're going to keep kind of going through this simulation as, um, as we've kind of worked through what we've got here. So there's the safety um, that has been picked. So 23 through 28 kind of stung a little bit and unbelievable how this is going to work out. But George Karloftis went 23, Traylon Burks went 25, Jahan Dotson went 27, and Tyler Linderbaum went 27. Excuse me, Jahan Dotson went 26. Oh, and Jordan Davis is still there (laughs) at 28. Um, If this happens, then the NFL deserves what is coming to them. But to me... We talked about it with some of these other guys. I Twitter will have a conniption if the Packers pick two defensive players 
on the first night of the draft. But if I open this back up and like the best available receiver right now is Sky Moore and the Packers are not drafting Sky Moore. Let's just, well, let me rephrase that. They're very unlikely to draft Sky Moore. That would require a very large departure from what they've typically done. To me, I think this is very simple where like, we talked ourselves out of it at 22. This should be a run the card up at, at 20. There's not an edge that's there. There's not a receiver that's there. There's not like a corner or anything like that. Like to me, this is, this is very simple. Um, it's him, like the best players available, Jordan Davis, Devonte Wyatt. And this is just based on their board. Boye Mafe and like Sam Howell, which Packers aren't taking a quarterback. Most likely David Ojabo, Perry on Winfrey. Like to me, this is, this is Jordan Davis and it feels like almost a mulligan for what we should have done. Yeah. Uh, I believe they did have Perry on Winfrey in for a top 30 visit, right? They did. Um, but yeah, I, as far as you could talk me into, uh, and I know on TDN's board, which is part of, we had, we had a bit of a discussion on this prior to that. Like if you want to use what the draft simulator sites do uh, as, as justifying where players should be ranked. Um, I know George Pickens, I believe is down in the fifties for TDN. He's a guy that you could talk me into at 28. Um, I think he's got the right demeanor for what green Bay looks for in a receiver. Uh, As we've seen this week, a, a few rumblings about maybe his maturity or lack thereof at times. Uh, but I mean, if you're looking like if you're, and I think they would treat it this way. If the Packers are simply looking to stockpile as much talent on their roster as they can get Jordan Davis, the guy here, right? Like he's like, that's a guy that you can't replicate a guy that teams can't. This is the same conversation we had two weeks ago about Daniel Fa'alele, right? Like it's just a guy that's that size, that speed combination. It's a once in a decade type thing. And and it's like just from like that planet theory aspect, right? Like there's just not that many guys that can do this. Um, He makes it difficult. It makes it other teams can't replicate him on a scout team, right? Because they just don't have a human being that big. Um, He's very athletic, uh, probably the most impressive 300 plus pound athlete of all time at the Combine. Um, statistically, that is true, right? So, I mean, like, like I said, Packer, yeah, Packer fans would would throw a hissy fit because their fantasy team doesn't get better with a first round Packers receiver. But like, realistically, what's the difference between a picking a receiver at twenty eight or picking a receiver at fifty three? Right, like, much. and especially at this point when you said right, like Olave's gone, Wilson's gone, Williams is gone, Dotson's gone. Like you're what's the difference between the sixth best receiver and the eighth best receiver. It's all about what flavor you want. Right. And like you could pass George Pickens here and he still might be there at 53 or he still might be there at 59. And like, so as far as that goes, the drop between Jordan Davis and the next nose tackle or the next D lineman is going to be fairly significant. Right. So let's do it. Yep, let's do it. We're going to take Jordan Davis. So a couple of Georgia Bulldogs in the first round, and we're waiting to get to pick number 53 here, where the Packers, that is a pick they, of course, acquired in a trade with the Las Vegas Raiders uh, in to give them Devontae Adams. So that one stings a little bit. Uh, Logan Hall just went. That one stings a little bit for me. I really like him. Kyler Gordon, Christian Watson to Washington, Matt Coral, Jalen Petrie, 
And the Packers are now going to be on the clock at pick number 53. And surprise, surprise, George Pickens is there. So do I need to tell you about anybody else? Uh, probably should. Probably, yeah, that would be responsible, I suppose. Christian Harris, the linebacker. Kenneth Walker. Uh, Sean Ryan, the interior offensive lineman. Um, scrolling down here a little. DeMarvin Leal is somebody else that's in there. Daniel Fa'alele is available. Anybody anybody that uh, springs to mind there? Anything else that maybe you want to hear about? Um, I mean, I guess, like, we we had this discussion, right? Like, if Daniel Falele gets to 53, like, I would have a tough time passing on him. But at the same point, like, if he got to 53, are you willing to bank on him getting to 59, right? Like, I would be – realistically I would honestly be like as much as we like joke around and like bit as like the the bit is like, yeah, like the big dudes or whatever. Like I kind of do care a little bit who the Packers line up at receiver. Um, So I, I think realistically you probably go here with Pickens, but like there's a, there's a big time legitimate conversation to me um, about a guy like, like Daniel Falele. Uh, Also, kind of wonder too like that's a that's another home run swing right because like as much as we like to say like Jordan Davis is a very good football player but like th- we haven't seen many guys like him and there's no guarantee that he's as impactful in the NFL as he was in college right, right. so like someone like Daniel Falele is a big time gamble um so to me I think probably realistically I think if you're here I think George Pickens, I, w- I would be, I would be more upset if we got to 59 and George Pickens wasn't there than if we get to 59 and Daniel Falele isn't there. All right. So we're going to roll George Pickens, who I think is actually in play for the Packers as of 28. Um, but that, that remains to be seen actually between now and then. So we're going all the way to 59 here. David Bell just went, John Mechie just went the Packers. I think we just started a receiver run. Uh, it looks like so Christian Harris just went, we're at 59. So the top available players, Travis Jones, DeMarvin Leal, Daniel Fa'alele, excuse me, uh, Jamari Salyer out of Georgia. That's an interior offensive lineman. Again, I think this is a case. Trey McBride, if you want to go the tight end route, we could certainly do that. Uh, talk to me about just, you know, what are you thinking? What are you thinking here? Yeah, I think uh, typically uh, Travis Jones really would tickle my fancy if we didn't already draft the biggest dude in the draft. Um, I think if you're here, I think the the two either it's a safe like we took so right so and like I know the Packers don't draft for need right, but like we took a safety in the first. That's more of a need, more of a luxury with a second first rounder, but still a position that could stand to be like upgraded and stocked, right? Then we went George Pickens. So we went three Georgia Bulldogs, but you've covered your bases now. Like those are the three main, as as far as like, again, you don't draft for need, but where we kind of, at least in this exercise, we're seeing some value align with where your needs are at, I think. Yep. I I mean, like I said, like I would be more upset if he wasn't here or if Pickens wasn't here than he is, but like, who's the Packers right tackle right now? Yosh Nyman, right? Which is cool, um, theoretically, right? Like, he played a few games there, played a few pretty good games at left tackle last year. That doesn't necessarily automatically equate to right tackle. And also, Yosh Nyman deserves an opportunity to win the job, but Yosh Nyman doesn't, we talked about this a few weeks ago, he doesn't 
inhibit me from wanting to add another tackle, right? Like Yosh Nyman is not a uh, like, oh, well, the position's fine then. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's not so, It's not like David Bakhtiari when he's right. healthy. So as far as this exercise goes, take another home run swing, man. You're the, That's you're what the I Yankees would, yeah. Fan. You're, the, you're, you're the Yankees <laughs> fan. We're swinging like Judge and Stanton for the fences, man. Let's go. There we go. Daniel Fa'alele then is going to be the pick there. So the Packers we've taken through the first four picks, George Pickens, Daniel Fa'alele, Jordan Davis, and Lewis Seen. Now this does, I have said that the Packers should get two pass catchers with their first four or in their first four picks, but that's not something that just presented itself at this point. Um, So we weren't able to do that, but I think that at this point in the draft, you'd have to feel really good about how your defense and restocking your offensive line and, even if, you know, I know teams don't think this way, but even if Fa'alele doesn't work out, it's like, well, you had a, another second round pick, so you kind of can almost afford to take that chance more than you would if you only had the one. You know what Me I mean? And Jordan Davis are both luxury picks. That's the definition of luxury pick. Which it, it kind out. of worked out that way. Right. So we're at pick 92 now. Packers are back on the clock. The top players, Cole Strange, Cam Jurgens, James Cook, Alec Pierce, which I think you're going to have to talk me really hard into not picking Alec Pierce here, but you certainly are, can try. Um, Tyreek Smith is the top available edge rusher. Jalen Tolbert is also available if you want to go that route at receiver. But I think that right here, to me, oh, man, I would love to have James Cook, I think, would be an, an awesome luxury player like we were just talking about. But I think we're We've done the luxury thing. I think it's time to attack something that, and kind of thinking the way Gutekunst does, usually he likes to throw numbers at things. So in the interest of that, then we're talking about Jalen Tolbert or Alec Pierce. And I think both of them pair relatively well with George Pickens, who we just took a couple of picks ago. But do you like one over the other? I would be more inclined to go with Alec Pierce, I think. Uh, the only, the uh, Again, like the falling victim to... to players being in certain slots i couldn't tell you the last time i did a mock draft and didn't draft jelani woods at 92 <laughs> um so that would be another thing where like i wouldn't like from the uh the athletics profile standpoint jelani woods is the best ath- like best athlete at the tight end position ever um he's huge uh theoretically like his best like i to me his best trade is his blocking um which is wild. Which that's what that's what values. enticed me. To, that's that's what got me to pound the table for him at the Shrine Bowl. Not because he was going to be the most athletic tight end of all time, um, but yeah, I think Alec Pierce is if the best value is Alec Pierce here. I think that's so. Then you got, you you went through your first five picks. You've addressed, um, you know, the first the first round you went two defensive players, and the second round you went two pass catchers. Right, so now you're Alan Lazard. Um, Sammy Watkins, Alec Pierce, George Pickens, Randall Cobb, random special team player, right? Like that's, that's the, there's a lot of upside there, but you've got legitimate options there, right? Like you're not scraping the bottom of the barrel for guys. So again, you mentioned Brian Gutekunst has shown he wants to throw bodies at a position to improve it. And I think that's a pretty good step to doing that. So as much as so I we love went, Jelani Woods and the Shrine Bowl. Yeah, we went um we went Alec Pierce um and, and squished through that. I was I was hoping that maybe Jelani would fall 
and get to us here at 132, but that didn't happen. So we're setting here at 132. Best available players, Dari Rosenthal, offensive tackle from Kentucky. Rashid Walker, offensive tackle from Penn State. And then you get down a little bit here. One name that is interesting to me, and I know we've already taken two pass catchers, but you mentioned random special teams player, uh, is Tyquan Thornton, who the Packers had on a top 30 visit. Uh, they've got a few of those guys in. Ty Chandler is another running back that's in there. Uh, I will mention Hassan Haskins solely out of love and affection, but that's about it. Kingsley, Ang really? Yeah, that's interesting. Kingsley Angabari, since the Packers, the only, so of the needs listed, the only one that we haven't really addressed is the edge position, which would bother me some if this is the way that shook out, but you can't, uh, you just can't get to everything all the time either. So that might be the case where something like that happens. But uh, did any of those names that I just dropped stick out in your head? Honestly, not really. The uh, the one I will tell you in Tyquan Thornton screams Green Bay Packers to me. Um, I like I said this that would be the third receiver in the first six picks. That seems a bit extreme. Um, but he's a guy I could really see them liking. I think if you knew how the draft would go, you probably go a different direction at fifty nine, right? Because like if you can like. Someone like Rashid Walker needs some some time, but he's a, a big time athletic profile guy as well. So like that's that's more of a probably a developmental like Packers fourth round tackle type archetype. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's tough. And and this is the type of the like the part of the draft too where you're you're looking for traits, right? And you're looking for. Uh, things to develop because you're not going to find like a completely well-rounded guy. Um, no, no. That's where I think, you know, the Packers uh, I've talked about this with, with Jacob Morley recently and just talking about how in, in Kansas city, they have a Taub guy, uh, just a guy that they say that like, that's the guy in special teams. I tend to think the Bisaccia guy in this draft is going to be somebody that can return, be a returner. So I think that's Tyquan Thornton. Um, and like I said, I know, I mean, you said that's excessive, but that's kind of good consemo. You know, when he has a need, it's, it's a lot gets thrown at that position. Um, so I think that that's certainly something we can do. And especially with the luxuries that we had earlier on, honestly, if you come out of this, if you told me they came out of the draft with George Pickens, Alec Pierce and Tyquan Thornton, without telling me what round they picked those guys. And I'd tell you, they did a pretty good job of addressing the receiving core. And then add in the fact that we also get to have Lewis seen and Jordan Davis. Yeah. Um, I don't know the other the other person there that as far as special teams value goes, and I think could be um, I don't know if it's necessarily a position of need, but Ty Chandler has return experience. He's a good pass catcher out of the backfield. Had a big year this year at North Carolina. He's a guy that if you're looking for that third back, right? Like it's it's right now it's Kylan Hill or or whoever. Um, Ty Chandler could be a guy that I could see like a special team coach like Pasachia really be, like no like he's gonna play. He's gonna be on he's going to be a return man he's going to be on kickoff he's going to be like that that could be a, a name as well but um i don't know i'm gonna, I'm gonna let you handle this one but those are those are probably the two that stand out to me right there well we pick out here again in the eight we pick again in eight picks so i think for that case we're gonna and you know what this is something we could even talk about rasheed walker or we can talk about um ty chandler but i think we're gonna go the thornton route just because i think this is where the packers would go in this spot as well so we're going to go that route, and then we're going to let things kind of take care of themselves from here. So Rasheed Walker just went to Kansas City, which is not surprising. The Packers and Chiefs tend to like a lot of the same players. 
Uh, now we've gotten to pick 140. Kyron Williams, Dominique Robinson is the top available edge. Ty Chandler is still available. Luke Fortner is an interior offensive lineman. Uh, Matt Henningsen, Tyrese Robinson, Hassan Haskins, Kingsley Angabari. Uh, Chigo Zame Okonkwo is another name. And I know, like you said, that you take Jelani Woods a lot, but you're pointing at me. So you're telling me to pick uh, Chigo. Uh, yeah, I mean, because so if you're keeping – they signed Tanya into a one-year deal, yes? Yeah. Um, they we didn't trade for Wall They still need to address the inline tight end spot. But Chigo Conquo is another freak athlete, move tight end, split zone action. They throw that all the time in the flats. Like that's the – to me, he has much more value there than someone like Ty Chandler, right? Like – the, the special teams thing, like, be damned, kind of. Like, Chigo Conquo, to me, has big-time upside, big athletic upside, um, and he's a piece of, like, that – like, when he was at the Shrine game, I was like, that's a Packers-type player. Like, I remember saying that to a scout, and they're like, yeah, like, he's he's their type. he's He moves really well. He's a good athlete. Um, he actually fought through – this is not draft-related – fought through cardio my, uh, cardio my – uh, what's the word? Cardiomyocarditis. Thank you. Holy buckets. Um, but he had that. He missed the 2020. He had he tested positive for COVID. He missed 2020 with that. Um, so he came back. So he's been a cool human interest story for me that way. Um, but he's a guy to me presents a ton of value there. And then you're addressing that position that who your two top players at are a guy on a one year deal coming off an ACL and a 38 year old blocking tight end. Yeah. So I already added him, and then you add in just like thinking of those little like play action boots where instead of flipping the ball to Dominique Daphne, now you're flipping the ball to somebody who's got a little bit more juice, a little more wiggle. So we've gotten into the fifth round. Uh, now you look here for some things the Packers could use for Darian Lowe from Illinois, the offensive tackle, Jack Jones, cornerback, Arizona state. Uh, I think we've done enough on the receiver side of things. So I'm just going to leave those be, even though Justin Ross is available. I know that's a popular name, Charlie Kolar. I know that's a name that's gotten some buzz at the tight end position. Uh, for the Packers, and I certainly think they could stand to take two in this class. Um, kind of s- trying to scroll here. Chris Owens, interior offensive lineman from Alabama. Zacoby McClain, James Mitchell. Uh, I know Bo Melton, like I mentioned, is a popular player. So is Jalen Naylor, Reggie Roberson. I just keep mentioning receivers. Zion McCollum. Any names there? Anything specific you're thinking on that? I Vidarian Lowe. Um, Truthfully, but I think we've, I mean, a big time investment at tackle like that, I don't think they would be as inclined to do again. I, well, Stanovich said a guy or two in the most recent press conference that he had. That's something like if Rashid Walker had been available at 140, that was the guy I was going to say that we should take. Sure. So I think Rodarian Lowe is interesting enough. He played both tackles. He played both tackle spots at Illinois. He was a five year starter there. I and I think that screams Green Bay Packers. So and he's a little more developed. He was a five-year starter. Played for Lovey Smith. I don't know if the Packers care about like what coach they played for, but that's an NFL pedigree head coach, obviously. So we're gonna go with Rodarian Lowe, and then the Packers do not pick again until the and seventh round. Guy, so. I that he is. So there you go. Um the Packers don't pick again to the seventh round because Aaron Rodgers forced the Packers to trade for Randall Cobb, which I say that tongue in cheek, but honestly, like if the, if the opportunity cost 
for the league MVP to come back to your team as a six round pick, you make that trade a hundred times out of a hundred. And the same is true for like keeping him this next year where it's like, he'll take a pay cut and stay in green Bay. Like if he's willing to do that and that allows you to keep your MVP quarterback, then you just suck it up and do it. I, I, bro, do I don't, bro, I don't care if, if Aaron Rodgers missed for five more years, I don't care if they don't have a six round pick for the next 15. Like that's yeah, that's also true. <laughs> Okay, so there's on that front. We've got we're in the pick 200. So apologies, guys. We're working through here. Kellen Deesh just went. That's a bit of a bummer. I was kind of hoping we might be able to snag him later because I hadn't seen his name come off the board yet. Uh, we're getting into the sixth and seventh round. The sixth round is starting to wrap up here, and we're getting into the seventh round. Veron McKinley. I know that's a name that's been popular. Just went to the Los Angeles Rams, which let's be honest, that's not a pick the Rams are actually going to make during this draft, anyways. And kind of get moving through here. So the seventh round has just begun. Um, the Connor Hayward out of Michigan state just went Malcolm Rodriguez and we are on the clock. The Packers at pick number 228, some names, Aaron Hansford from Texas A&M chance Campbell from Ole Miss. It must be a linebacker thing. Josh Ross yeah. is available. Leon O'Neill, Tyler Alligier from BYU, Daniel and I, it must be a linebacker thing. Like I said, cause there's about five in the top several here. So who's this guy here that maybe replaces the Ty Summers role? Uh, I think it's probably – I do have one name I have to ask if he's there. Is Wanye Thomas still on the board? Thomas. Because if Wanye nope. Thomas is still there, that's your Bisaccia guy. Got it. No, Isaiah Thomas and Braden Thomas are the only Thomases available. Okay. Uh, Chance Campbell, probably. He was yeah. a uh, one Shrine Bowler, um, but was he's an Ole Miss guy. He tested very well. He tested more athletic than I expected him to. Um, was a grad transfer. I think that's probably it. that's yeah. I mean that's the Ty Summers archetype, right? Like the the athletic white linebacker who you take in the seventh round and is a special team guy. Getting into the next pick, so we took him and we're moving through. Uh, Packers are going to be on the clock here at pick two forty nine. And I'm looking at now here, these look like potential like third running backs, practice squad guys. Isaiah Pacheco, I probably butchered his name out of Rutgers. No, that's that's right. somebody who yep. he's always caught my eye. And I, I mean, granted, I don't watch a ton of Rutgers, but when you're the best player on Rutgers, which he typically has been, uh, that's somebody who's caught my eye. And I think he's somebody that he adds to the competition. If Kylan, Kylan Hill doesn't, uh, doesn't add up there. Otherwise, some other names, Bubba Bolden is there as a safety. Braylon Sanders, that's another receiver. Probably not going to go that route. Josh Job is a cornerback from Alabama. Tyler Goodson from Iowa. Tariq Castro-Fields from Penn State. Uh, for me, I'm leaning Pacheco, but I'm I'm willing to listen on that front. No, um, I have – so Isaiah Pacheco is, uh, for my money, one of the toughest dudes in this class. He played well, – he was a very good running back at Rutgers. He was the only player on Rutgers' team that did not quit against Wisconsin. He yeah. fought his butt off against Michigan in the second half. He's a that that is your tough mf'er. Gonna play every special team. Gonna be a like I think he could be a. a I mean, the Packers have AJ Dillon. Let's be real, but like could be a short yardage back for a team like that. I have. That's I have something no though. Like with it's, it's weird. That's, to think about it this way, but like AJ Dillon leads the game against San Francisco. And it's something the Packers missed when they didn't have Dillon. Like they didn't, it was kind of weird. The amount of 
like role players on their offense that had very defined skill sets yeah. that they couldn't replace. Like MBS doesn't play. Their offense is completely different. AJ Dillon doesn't play. Their offense is completely different. So we're going to go Pacheco. And that's one. So either, either Pacheco or Jay Sean Corbin from Florida state. If he's there, you could talk me. Pacheco would, would serve more like special team value and whatever else. But like, if you're looking for a pure running back to Sean Corbin from Florida state, those are the two guys there that late that have kind of popped to me that that seemed to be so there you have it we went pacheco because mr corbin was gone and then something glitched so that's okay we got to the end here uh the packers have uh the draft class then so number 22 we have lewis seen 28 jordan davis 53 george Pickens. so a lot of georgia on my mind for the first couple which hey you know national champions they have some pretty good players on that team i think daniel faalele from minnesota Alec Pierce from Cincinnati at 92 and Taekwon Thornton. Chico Zame Okonkwo, tight end from Maryland. Verdarian Lowe in the fifth round. And then seventh round picks, Chance Campbell and Isaiah Pacheco. This is – so now what I want to do just real quick is kind of go through – I always do this with the mocks I write is what I like that happened and what I didn't. And I'm sure if you got like some truth serum into Brian Gutekunst or any general manager, they'd always say like – because they're always like, oh, no, we got exactly the players we wanted. Like that's – not the case. That's just not how yes, things yeah. work, but you go through this and like, what did we like? Okay. So for me personally, like I said, I know we got some luxury players out of the deal, but we were able to get two planet theory players with Jordan Davis and Daniel Falele in the first two picks, George Pickens, who it will not surprise me. And I, this isn't unique analysis by any stretch, but it will not surprise me if he's the best receiver in this class three years from now, just an alpha mentality an X receiver that played in the sec that matters. Lewis seen is one of my favorite players in this class. Alec Pierce is one of my favorite receivers in this class as well. I really like him as that day two guy and think that a lot of people seem to think he'll mesh well with Aaron Rodgers right away. Um, whatever those reasons are. Tyquan Thornton is somebody that I think does well for the special teams. Oconquo. I really, I really like what we did on day three there with Thornton, Oconquo, Lowe, Campbell and Pacheco. Like, Pacheco and Campbell are going to play on special teams. Lowe is going to challenge for like that Cole Van Lannan roster spot or something like that. Um, or, you know, kind of think like, uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Jake Hansen. I know he doesn't play center, but just something like that, thinking that direction. And then, you know, Thornton and Oconquo, those are guys that could contribute on offense. I mean, that would be asking a lot of them, but it won't shock me 100% if they contributed on offense as soon as 2022 in at least some capacity. Like even if that's just them lining up Thornton and saying run down the field really fast and try and blow people off or blow the top off the defense this way. Um, and Oconquo, with, like I mentioned, some of the stuff that they ask, maybe Dominique Daphne or Josiah DeGuar to do. DeGuar has been dinged early in his career, so that could be something there. But uh, what what did you like about what we did here? Um, just in the in the first you know simulation we were able to do. Um, so obviously we added to the receiver room. Uh, truthfully, for me, we probably overkilled it a bit early. Like I wouldn't have any issue. Like, and obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. If that Taekwon Thornton pick or Alec Pierce pick isn't a receiver, and then you add someone like Charleston Rambo in the seventh round or something like that, like to me wouldn't you get that third body, but maybe add value elsewhere. Um, I think obviously we took defensive players in the first round, but we're overwhelmingly offensive heavy for the, throughout most of this. Um, so, I mean, like, I, I don't, I guess that, and then the only other thing that I didn't like is that we couldn't fit more shrine bowl players in there because the entire <laughs> day three, 
Tyquan Thornton, Shrine Bowl, Chico Conquo, Shrine Bowl, Vidarian Lowe, Shrine Bowl, Chance Campbell, Shrine Bowl, Isaiah Pacheco, Shrine Bowl. So I'm being a good ambassador for my employer, uh, but we're also adding good football players. So and, and I promise force, I didn't do that on purpose because I didn't know all of those guys were Shrine Bowlers. So. And didn't force you to take Jelani Woods at 92, which would have been a sixth one. So and honestly, Owen, had we done trades, like just in a scenario like this, it's hard to stop and do every trade that comes through. Had we done trades, we I know I said at the beginning that we might do that. Um, had we done trades, I might have moved both fours to move up and grab Jelani um, and try and do something like that. Because like I said, I, the Packers, part of me thinks that like everybody's so focused on their receiver room, but I will not be surprised if they add, you know, two tight ends in addition to uh, adding to their receiver room as well. Just adding that, like I said, that wide tight end, and then maybe somebody else to be a replacement for for Robert Tunyon here should they move on from him after the season's over as well. So um, getting into what I didn't like or what I was a little disappointed with, the big thing for me is, like I mentioned at the beginning, it's the edge rusher thing. You know, we didn't we didn't draft one. You know, at some point it was like it just kind of never got to a point where we could, should, the value. To, like I'm a big believer in don't take players just to say you took one, right? So don't be like, oh, we needed – an edge rusher. So we're going to take um, Drake Jackson, for example, instead of Jordan Davis, just to throw right. a name in there, something like that. Like that's just not something that, that I think you should do. I think you should take as much as you can, the best players available. Um, and sometimes you fit needs in there and stuff like that too, but just kind of work through those things that way. But the pass rusher situation to me is the Packers are now, if we were running the team, a rolled ankle away from starting Jonathan Garvin or Tipa Nalea for some pretty significant snaps. And that's, that's problematic. And it's not like there's a lot of street free agents available to just be like, okay, grab one of them and, and let's run that way. And like as much of my like heart of hearts, like we did the right thing, right. You get like Jordan Davis and, and Daniel Falele and like football's a big person game. And like, I'm all about that. Like Probably realistically, if there was like a, if you had to give a reason you didn't like this mock, like probably, if you could tell me that you get Lewis seen at 28 and George Karloftis at 22 is probably a more for lack of, like, I mentioned this earlier, but like, that's probably the more responsible, right? Or like, if you're like truly optimizing the picks for the value that you're going to get, right? Like that's probably the best distribution of the picks. But again, like you never know who's right. Cause it could have, could have been just as likely that, Oh, well, if, if Karloftis was there at 28, we would have took him. Then there's your edge rusher. There's your whatever at 53, right? Like, well, George Pickens was gone. So we took Josh Pascal. and then there's your edge rusher. Like, you don't even like, there's, there's a lot of that, you know, if this, then that. So like in my heart of hearts, right? Like in, in who I am as a human being, like you take the biggest MFers in the class and you, and you deal with it. But like, I think realistically, like in hindsight, if you take, George Karloftis at 22 and then right. Like the, the rest of it kind of figures itself out, but like these exercises aren't real. So we got fun players and like, that's just something that you deal with then. Like it's, and but, but you're right. Like that, that, that if the Packers went into next year with that edge room, that is concerning. Yeah. That would be maybe not number one on my list of concerns without just thinking about the entire roster at this point, but that would be, very, very close, maybe like right up there with right tackle and 
honestly, that would probably be my my two biggest concerns would be right tackle and, and edge. Um, but like I said, these simulations aren't real. So I implore you, as everybody that is listening and paying attention to this show, when the Packers pick somebody at 28 that you got in your mock at 92, I promise you that doesn't matter. Like, for example, just throwing this out there, like some team, like we got Alec Pierce at 92, for example. Some team might think Alec Pierce is better than like John Dotson, just to throw a name out there. Again, like that is. Yeah, I don't think anyone's anyone's surprised if Alec Pierce goes at 61. No, no. And honestly, like. Or 45. I would say if Green Bay took him at 28, that would be like a wow pick, but it wouldn't be like a that doesn't make any sense kind of pick. Right. Like, I mean, I don't think they would do that. I think that, you know, if, if the Packers are taking a receiver in the first round, I think it's one of those consensus, you know, top guys, Jamison Williams, the Buckeye kids, um, Traylon Burks, guys I, like I, that. Yeah. Traylon Burks, that, that's, Traylon Burks. Uh, if they, if there's a real run at receiver early, I could see them talking themselves into 28 there at 53, but like, Outside of that, that's kind of the yeah. Like they're, I don't think they're going to force one. No, and they shouldn't. Honestly, like I know, like every talking head, we're going through the lines now. We're like, you know, you get the snarky remarks in these mock drafts that say like, oh, well, they finally draft a receiver in the first round, blah blah. Like they don't, they don't need to do that just to say that they did. Now, at the same time, they do need to add to that position, and and figuring those things out certainly. But doing it just to say that you did would also be a poor choice in the way like last year, everybody said last year that they, I remember very vividly a national football show. They said with the Packers pick a receiver in the first round. And somebody said, I will laugh if they don't. And it's like, well, they took Eric Stokes and Eric Stokes is better than for them last year than what any receiver would have done for them as, as a rookie. And especially with the ones that were available. One, like the other thing too. And like, I said, there's just different ways to skin it, right? Like I'm going to find ways to get more shrine bowl players talked up in here, but like, if is anyone like truly shocked, right? Like, so say the Packers take, I don't know, Jamison Williams falls, right? Teams are freaked out by the ACL. They take him at 22. Then they go, I'm doing cartwheels naked in the hallway. Just throwing but, right, but like, <laughs> but then, right. So, but then in that next, in that next mix somewhere you get, um, I don't know. They take uh, Jaquan Brisker at 28 and then they go Josh Pascal at 53 and then they go Jelani Woods at 58 because they're afraid he's not going to be there at 90. Right. Like who cares? Like whatever. Right. Jelani Woods or Greg Dulcich or this isn't that that wasn't the shrine goal I was, I was trying to get in. But then like they take Kyle Phillips at 92. Like there's your slot guy. Right. You have Williams as your big time guy. And then again, somewhere on day three, somewhere they take Taekwon Thornton or they take uh Bo Melton or the right, kid from Nebraska. Or, 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 yeah, Charleston Rambo or Ameka Mezzi or right, like whatever, whoever. And then all of a sudden you're like, Well, they added three bodies and they added a tight end. And you know, like the your the, the pass game is adding bodies, and you're then like, Well, they added a tight end, so maybe Robert Tunyon plays flexed out or maybe, right. Or maybe they draft Chick Okonkwo who runs like a four or five. So it's like, again, like you can different stuff, right. So like there's different ways you can add to that. And, and it's like, 
it doesn't just have to be like so many Packer, like kind of funny, but like so many fans are, are setting themselves up for like this huge failure of like, if the Packers don't come out of the first three picks with two wide receivers, they would like the, well one, they're like, they're probably not right. Like, so like, let's be realistic about that. Like, because this isn't Madden, right? Like right. that's not, I, I promise Brian Gutekunst isn't like, if we don't get out of the first two, three picks with two receivers, uh, like, right. Like they're going to add whoever they want to the football team. Right. So like, just because uh, Jimmy 486 from Stoughton says like, if they don't get three guys, right. Like that's not how this works. Like, so there's different ways to do it. There's different ways to add, right. Like, we just in this one, right? George Pickens, Alec Pierce, Taekwon Thornton, second, third, fourth round. I don't think that anyone says like, well, they didn't do enough to address the position, right? They didn't. Take no, there would be the stupidity them. after the first day of right. they didn't pick a number, a first round receiver, and then at the end of the draft, we'd be like, holy shit, they actually did really good, right? And then like, it, it, there, there's just there's so many combinations, there's so many ways to do this. Um, there's so many Shrine Bowl players that need to get drafted that like you can't um, right, but like, but there's just different ways to do it. There's different ways to add. Yes. In this one, we decided to take a massive nose tackle and a massive right tackle. Right? There's a realist. Like I, I, I tweeted this today. Like I could see a reality where they take Lewis Seen and uh, Logan Hall in the first round. Yep. Right? And then all of a sudden, well, oh, he's not a pass rusher. He's a, he's an edge rusher. He's not a whatever. Like whatever. Right? In, the, in their mind, like they added a good defensive lineman, whether that's Jordan Davis or Logan Hall or Travis Jones at 28 or whatever, like, or Devontae Wyatt or whoever, right? Fans get so enamored and so like, well, I, but I drafted this guy, right? Like, I don't know if they're going to draft a corner, right? Like we see safety as more of a deal, but like a guy that screams to me is Kalen Barnes, right? Like if they liked Eric Stokes, they should probably like Kalen Barnes, right? Um, but like, there's just different ways to do that. Like is, there's just, there's too many ways. There's too many combinations. And then like, like you mentioned, like, well, once they, they trade up from 92 to take someone, well then the whole simulation's off. Well, now I can't take Jelani Woods at 92. Like all these things are all these people have, have simulated and simulated and simulated and simulated. It only happens one time and there's 32 different users. Right. right. Like and I, if I, I didn't I, like this draft, I, I could have hit before, restart. Yeah, I, said this, I said this before the show. Like, I think a lot of fans treat this like, well, it's the Packers and 31 other teams. Like, no, like it's 32 individual teams that are in this. Right. So like, enjoy the show. Ultimately, none of this matters for us. None of us work for the Packers. None of us uh, live or die by how well the Packers play. I mean, some of us do. Right. But like our livelihoods are not legitimately affected by whether or not the Packers win or lose, just go out, have some fun. They're going to draft some good football players. At the very least, what, what, what blows my mind is that apparently to the fan base that Brian Gutekunst hasn't earned some grace of like, the dude has drafted Darnell Savage, Rashawn Gary, Jair Alexander, and Eric Stokes in the first round in the last four years. And the fan base just assumes they're going to jack this up. Like, He's got a pretty you good track that, record. Let him he, let him do the job. He does, and the un, even if you call like Jordan Love might be a botch, but like at this point, like whatever, like he's made up for that a couple times over with with Gary, and and not only that, like I mean, most of those picks, like you said, those are guys that I think you said 
it said it well. Gutekunst has earned some benefit of the doubt. Not only that, but I, I chuckle at these people that are like, oh, watch when Gutekunst just trades out and doesn't pick anybody in the first round at all. It's like, when has he ever done that? Brian Gutekunst has, has never done that. And also, if they do, who cares? Right. Like, right. What, what, like, what is this like? Oh, they had 22 and 28, and they turned that into 35, 41, 53, and 59. Like, oh, those stupid Packers. Like, what Like, what are we talking about here? Like, what's the difference between, like, 20? Like, we've seen a bunch of reports already this week, right? A lot of NFL teams only have 19 first-round grades in this class. So, like, what in the hell is the difference between 28 and 36? Probably not much. And honestly, it gives you another swing at it. They're all second round grades. Like, what are we talking? Like, what are we really talking about here? Like, so like people can be tongue in cheek, and of course, they're like, oh, well, watch this team screw this up, right? As if there's like some moral high ground, or like obviously they would have did it better. But like, yeah, just enjoy the show. The Packers are gonna draft a bunch of good players, and maybe a couple guys that probably won't make the team. And that's just how this works. Like, I it's sit back, have some fun, drink some beers. Have a good time. And yeah, and just remember at the end of the day, (laughs) how much more information some of these guys have than than we do. You know, me, I've I've been able to sit and watch. You've been at all-star games. You've seen all that stuff. And just imagine how much more information these guys have about everything. Yeah. Then it's just like like you were talking about earlier. The Ravens thought they were getting Darnell Savage in the draft a couple years ago. And then they're like, oh shit. Milt Hendrickson works for the Packers. They're getting Darnell Savage now. Like, yeah, well, that that and that was like a um, because the Packers traded up, right? To I think it was with the Seahawks, right? They traded up twenty one, yeah, yeah, and they took Darnell Savage, and the Ravens were at twenty two, mm-hmm. and then that came out, and the Packers said, "We knew he wouldn't be there at our next pick." The year yes. that the Packers hired Milt Hendrickson from the Ravens to the Packers front office. As soon as Gudikuns got the job, yeah, like, yeah, that was wonder where that intel came from, right? Like that was that was just like the year where like Green Bay traded. This is a bad memory, but they traded up in front of Chicago to take Jason Spriggs, and then the Bears immediately traded out of their next pick because they were going to take Jason Spriggs. So that's that's just the way the nature of these things go. So we've gone way over. I appreciate you guys if you sat and watched this the entire time. You could follow Owen on Twitter at Reese Draft. Um, still trying to find his wife and his wife's still trying to find her charger. I, I don't understand what's happening here, but memes uh, wrestling and, and like I said, trying to find uh, Mrs. Reese. Yeah, man. I mean, she just, she's just out. She's just having a little sex. She's going to text me back. Don't worry about it. Like <laughs> that's one of my favorite ones I've ever seen. You can follow me. I'm at Jacob Westerf. I will be here with you guys tomorrow and on Sunday recapping the entire draft. I appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you guys sticking with us. Maybe if the Packers listen to us, they'll win a Super Bowl. I don't know. But I can promise you if they listen to us, you guys would hate us by the time day two came around. I promise if they listen to us that team flight's going to be a bit heavier. A lot. They'll have to take a different plane just for Jordan and Daniel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you again on the